0: Hi, I'm Daniel Spear. And I am James Swazo. And you're listening to Long Beach Cheese May, a podcast presented in collaboration with Forth.org.
1: Hey, hey, ho, ho, these homophobes have got to go. Hey, hey, ho, ho, this podcast bit is apropos.
0: Oh my God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did it that time. You did
0: it. I you did, did it. a great job. Thank you. All right. We... Fun fact. Yes. Do you know what time it is? Do you know what date range it is? What date range? October 20... Oh, my God. It yeah. is October. That's October spooky season. Besides. 21st. Being... Yeah, spooky season. All the gay parties are happening right now. Right. I mean, they're always happening. But right <laughs> but now, they're dressed up. I think themed. it's
1: it's very apropos that it's spooky season along yeah. with LGBTQ plus history month.
0: It is LGBTQ. Oh. Yeah, which okay. is in October. I thought we just did Pride. We took two months. We're so greedy. We're
1: just trying to take up all the space. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Away from all the straights. Exactly. Exactly. You know, they can't have any more care. months. No more months. No more. No it's mas. ours. No months. Yeah. So I think it's it's appropriate that since it's a history, at the time we're recording this, it's October, right? LGBTQ History Month. Yes. Um, which is you know all about celebrating the history and achievements. Let of me the guess. LG. Let me guess.
0: History of poppers.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Imagine. Oh man. I wish that's what Keep we're parties? doing today. No, okay. but um, you know, it's also uh, a time for us to really talk about, like, not only celebrating history, but mm-hmm. I think also, which I think is the whole ethos of this podcast, which is lifting up all of like the 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 challenges and struggles we've overcome, especially okay. here in Long Beach. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, what I think is really timely, and why I'm excited that uh, Philip Zonkel is here to yes. talk to us more in depth, because it's a wild story. No, it's a lot. He's here to talk about some long beach queer history and philip is the um editor co-founder founder publisher, publisher. Co-founder. amazing co-founder every, of q voice news so
0: Ooh. yeah Ooh. thanks q for voice coming news. on
1: philip Thanks.
0: Yeah, <laughs> thanks for, thanks for uh, yeah, your busy schedule, I'm sure, I'm sure.
1: Super busy, yeah. all those parties. Can you tell us, just for people to know, because I one of the things about this podcast that I really enjoy is getting people familiar with new platforms. And I've been a fan of Q-Voice News since you started it, and you've been doing some really good stories there. Can you tell us a little bit about Q-Voice News?
2: So I'm Philip Zonkel. I'm the co-founder and publisher of Q-Voice News. We're a digital news magazine covering the queer community in greater Long Beach, greater Los Angeles, Southern California, and beyond. Uh, We started in 2017. Um, We're actually, I guess, kind of pioneers, people have called us, and that we're the only uh, digital first or digital only queer news publication in the greater LA area Some. Queer publications have a website and a print publication, but we don't have anything print. We're just digital. And so we're the only queer publication occupying that space in the greater LA area, which is exciting, even though it's
1: 2022, but who's counting? Well, thank you again for being here. So what are we talking about today, James? So today we're going to talk about the long, long, long history of Long Beach Police Department actually targeting and discriminating against gay men in bathroom stings.
0: I remember this. This is one of the first stories about Long Beach that you told me that started like my path of, like one, caring about things locally and then being aware of mm. just how the, the issues that were currently happening in Long Beach. When I tell people this story, you know, police... Uh, Stood as undercover cops and targeted gay men in bathrooms. And the moment they would like do any sort of undressing or whatever, they would arrest them and charge it with lewd conduct, you know, which, you know, would ruin a lot of these people's lives. Yeah. Like it, it gets you on the sex offender registry. And the fact that they've been doing it, like, I remember telling my dad that I learned this story and my dad was like, oh yeah, they used to do that in the 70s. And I was mm-hmm. like, they're doing it now. Yeah. They did it in 20, like they In stopped, this modern day. Yeah, they yeah. stopped in 2015, 2016, something yeah. like that, you know? Like that's too recent, you know? And and I think,
1: you know, just for context too, like there's been so much, especially in the past during this pandemic where, mm. you know, there's all of this new conversation and consciousness happening around police accountability, just the role of police, right, yeah. in society. Yeah. And I think the structural issues and flaws within modern policing and you know you talk about the impact on black lives you know on top of all of this you know racist homophobic systems that target people who are historically been on the margins of society and outside of like the dominant cultures and so you know I think especially understanding that like this isn't necessarily related just to Long Beach like this happened across the country but I think what I'm really excited to, to dig into is the fact that like we think about Long is this like gay mecca, if you yeah. will, or like this like cultural did capital? He, we
0: repainted Broadway,
1: yeah. And we we have rainbow finance, we We're, you know, yeah. we figured it out, we solved homophobia, it's, we solved
0: it, done, wipe our hands of it, it's clean, yeah. No, but I remember one of the things I sat with you when I talked about this because this is such a thing of like. Oh my God, how did they do this for so long? And how did nobody, like, how how come it took until this to, like, hit that breaking point yeah. of, like, stopping doing this? But it's also a thing of, like, yeah, a bunch of cops sat in the room, probably with, like, a whiteboard. And we're like, here's where we're going to be, and you're going to be there, and you're going to do the undercover sting. And they right. probably, they fucking joked about it. Right. They probably were like, ha, ah, ha, ha, you're going to have to be the one to talk to the gay guy or whatever. <laughs> and then, like, nobody got fired. Yeah. Nobody got even in trouble.
1: Nobody got fired. Nobody lost their job. If anything,
0: they were annoyed the that they had to the stop. The chief Yeah. The city
1: prosecutor stayed the city prosecutor. Nothing fucking changed. Yeah. I've talked to people about this before, like, in passing, like, at the bar or whatever, and I am shocked at how many. People have no idea about any of this that happened. Mm. I mean, I don't know. Has that been your experience too? In in talking to people, or like even when all these stories came out? Yeah, I mean, even
2: I have to say, even myself Mm -hmm. before this case ever happened. Yeah, you know, Long Beach has this um, reputation, right, of being. Super gay friendly. We love mm-hmm. the gays. All this. Yeah, we have a gay
1: mayor. We're so productive. Yeah, right. we did. <laughs> we're good.
2: We're good. I think some of that, in a very nuanced way, is been earned. Mm. But I think in other ways, absolutely not. And so when I found out that the police were doing these arrests, um, I just was like shocked. I'm like, how can this happen in Long Beach? How? And so the the arrests are documented going back to 1914, right? at least when the police would target gay men or men they suspected of being gay. And, you know, do these lewd conduct arrests or make up situations to, or create situations to arrest them. It was just, I was just, I was flabbergasted. This was, had it been going on for so long that it was going on. And apart from a few people, mm-hmm. um, one mm-hmm. being an attorney, Named Stephanie Lofton, very few people were speaking out about it. Very few people were raising that red flag. Like, mm. why is this happening? Why is this happening? When are you gonna stop? And so, um, actually, I have to credit Stephanie Lofton shortly after I moved to Long Beach. I had gone to a couple of different like town halls and involved gay issues. And I think both of them involved the police somehow. Yeah. And at both meetings, Stephanie <laughs> Lofton was there. And when it was time to like Uh, take questions from the audience or from people. At both meetings, she raised her hand and said, when are you going to stop making these false arrests? And at that second meeting, I remember I had my reporter's notebook. and I wrote down in my notebook, Stephanie Lofton, lewd conduct arrests. Mm. And I put question marks like, what is this? And, you know, it was a lot of people, you're right, don't know...
1: The history of this and yeah. even
2: when it was happening, mm. not aware of it.
1: Especially just last month, um, a news story was published on Q Voice News with the retired um, LA County judge who oh, was man. instrumental in um, issuing this like damning um, ruling against Long Beach Police Department that they mm. were discriminating against gay men. Mm-hmm. Um, so, retired LA County Judge Halim Danadina um, sat down, did an interview, and it's just, it's it's wild to hear. So Damn. I'm really excited that Philip is here. So yeah. thanks for being here, Philip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so, for inviting. Yeah. So can you like just before we get into it? Cause I wanna I wanna hear all the ends and bits and pieces. And you were like, I think you are instrumental in helping like really give legs to this story. So more people know about it. Yeah. Um, I mean it's all centered around lewd conduct, right? Can you like just help us break down what lewd conduct is in general and
2: Lewd conduct under the penal code is like four, no, 647A. There's a series. Okay, technical. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> covering these legal cases, you begin to notice these like numbers. There's a series of criteria mm. that something has to meet to be considered a lewd, to be considered lewd conduct. Mm. Mm. But in these arrests, where they would fall apart all the time, is one of those bits of criteria is that the people engaged in this conduct would have to be aware that somebody would see this and be offended by it. Mm. That's one of the criteria. And in these police arrests that were being done, they were always in situations or environments where nobody was around, where nobody would be offended where the victim in these cases, you know, the the men or the man that the police would target Mm -hmm. would have no reasonable suspicion to believe anybody would be around Mm -hmm. because the only people who were around was the undercover cop who was making passes at him. Yeah. Yeah. What happened with this case is that for years, the police have been insinuating or claiming this this activity was illegal. They were engaging in these awful crimes mm-hmm.
0: and blah 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 blah. Bathroom hookups. Uh, yeah, that's what exactly. we're talking about. We're exactly. talking about fucking in a bathroom. Right. <laughs> Which by the way, straight Never. people do that. Right. <laughs> but there right. ain't no stinks for them. Yeah. Right.
2: Well, there well <laughs> Interesting. Not, not to go off on a side oh, tangent, okay. but you know, straight people have been doing it in cars and on the beaches in yeah. Long Beach for decades. But yeah. they, don't, they don't get in trouble it's for like that. American yeah, yeah, yeah. pop culture. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Isn't there a location in Long Beach called Horny Corners? Mama, the Hill Park. Oh my isn't God. Because there's yeah. frogs there, or there's a bunch. I mean, there's you know, so heterosexual people can get away with it for decades. Yeah. and mm. and it can say get away with it because Ooh. during the case you're talking about when they did discovery, they didn't find one example because the police would always say they got complaints about this activity. There wasn't one example of a complaint to the police department going back five years. But they did find complaints against heterosexual couples in cars, Mm -hmm. on the beach. So, you know, what they were claiming just, it didn't exist. There weren't complaints about it. But the nuance for lewd conduct regarding these arrests, these bathroom arrests, or these public place arrests in terms of the police going after gay men, is that the sticking point that always got the cops in trouble, and that this judge really kind of noticed in and and honed in on, Mm. was that when people are engaged in this activity, they must have a reasonable belief that there is no one present who would be offended by it. Mm. If you're offended by it, it's, you know, it's, it's illegal. So in every instance, the police would always make the initial move. In every instance, oh my God. either you know they would do flirting, raising their eyebrows, yeah. some kind of you know cruising activity Yeah, sense. yeah, yeah. And the victim, because the police initiated this behavior, thought sure. well, <laughs> they're initiating this; they're not going to be offended. Yeah. So if they would reciprocate, and eventually would get to the point where they might expose themselves, the moment that would happen, the undercover vice decoy and these Mm. were decoys yeah this wasn't just you know somebody randomly was the whole scheme yeah it was a whole scheme they would then immediately leave the leave the site claim they were offended then the arrest was
0: made gotcha so that's that's entrapment right that's like not not necessarily there's legal differences yeah i I play the the dumb guy on the podcast that doesn't (laughs) know anything
2: so i'm gonna ask some questions like they called them false arrests gotcha Mm, because you know the police were claiming that you know they were offended, but the argument is that if you were offended, why did you initiate yeah. this behavior? Why did you entice the person to do more? Yeah. And in essence, in the interview that Halim Danadina gave me, gotcha. he said what these you know undercover decoys were doing was they kept pushing for the victim to do more. You so know, the through, one... Keep crossing the line where it got to the point when they would expose themselves mm. under the law, exposure, public exposure, indecent exposure, right. is one of those um, counts that could be I think you mentioned earlier lifetime registration sex offender list. Yeah, so the police pushed it as far as they could. To get to this insidious level of having someone on the sex offender mm. list, yeah. then they
1: would arrest them. Uh. And we're talking about like you know uh, restrooms and public parks, right? Yeah. Like I know. I think Correct. recreation park was like one of them. And you said uh, you yeah, said that yeah. it's
0: one aspect of lewd conduct. All right, James, you have the de- definition in front of you. Can you read it for the class? Yeah. <laughs> so the definition of lewd conduct <laughs> is engaging in sexual activity in
1: public. Mm. In and of itself, is not a crime in California. It only rises to the level of criminal offense if the defendant knew or should have known that there was likely to be someone present who would be offended by their conduct, gotcha, as Philip explained.
0: Gotcha. So
1: the crime of lewd conduct in public describes a situation where someone touches their own or someone else's genitals, mm-hmm. buttocks, or female breasts for sexual gratification mm. when they knew or should have known that people present would be offended by it. Gotcha. But the
2: big kicker is that the California Supreme Court back in 1979, mm. and we were talking how many years ago that... You yeah. Know, Decades ago, right. I Studio Fifty Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I the, remember. The, I see the, it in my head. Yeah, but the the California Supreme Court said if no one is around to be offended by this behavior, the state has no interest in prosecuting
1: it. Mm. Mm. So I want to start at like the because there's so much to this. I right? know, and that's so, 42 years ago. I guess 40, 40, 43 years ago.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't recent. I mean, this has been this has been on the books for decades. What has been on the books? The Supreme Court ruling that defined lewd conduct. Gotcha. Oh. So when people say, oh, it's the penal code, the, sorry, the California Supreme Court overrules the penal code, and it's the police officers and it's the prosecutors to know those rulings. Yeah. And that California Supreme Court case was, they just... in. They just laid it down and said, state has no interest in these cases if nobody's offended. What are we wasting time for? Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I want to go back to like some important context that you said, right? Because this isn't just like random, like, oh, we're bored. Let's like do, you know, some of these kinds of let's target gay men just for fun. Right. Necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, so you published an article back in, um, in 2020. Um, about Long Beach Police's dark history of discriminating against gay men, which I have, like, if you know me, then you know I've probably sent it to you, like, five times. Cause yeah. Because it's like, everybody in Long Beach needs to read this. It's, I never got it. Yeah. <laughs> Longer, <I read> it. <laughs> Send will you your point, own article. <laughs> will you point out that this started in 1914? Good that blew Lord. my mind, that in 1914, the mayor of Long Beach at the time, Lewis Wheaton, mm-hmm. um, was... So focused on pushing his conservative agenda yeah. that he devised this scheme not only to keep alcohol out of the city, like you pointed out, stop illegal gambling, but also banish what he called "quote unquote" social vagrants, right? Oof. Which you point out is like this dog whistle for gay men.
0: Yeah. Um, By the way, social vagrants, great bar off Broadway. Love. <laughs> <Amazing>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> long Beach's hottest club social, social vagrants. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, and to the point you point on the article that, like, uh, Mayor Wheaton wasn't bothered if people's lives are devastated. It was just get these, you know, homosexuals.
2: There's mm. actually another aspect to that story that I've been um, told by, by somebody that makes it even more complicated was that they were also doing these arrests as a form of making money. Because a lot of these Whoa. people, a lot of these people would pay the fine or whatever to get out of it, to not go to a court, to avoid oh. court. So it was a money-making scheme for the city as well. In fact, and ba- it might, yeah, because might, what they option? may have used the ruse as keep the social vagrants out. Right. But their real agenda behind the scenes was: we're we going to make money on this guy. Yeah. Gonna make money on this? which is even can, worse because you know, you know yeah. people would pay to
0: keep that off their. Oh, record. back then, yeah, or even beyond even that, today, even yeah,
2: even today in it, twenty-six. Well, when that case happened right. in twenty-sixteen, people were still until that case happened. I would have lawyer sources who would have clients and they would want them to talk. I, no one would go on the record talking because they were, they didn't want the reputation Yeah. Fired from a job. Yeah. I mean, it was still, um, you know, it was still devastating to people. Sure. They didn't want to be like nowhere near involved. Yeah. You know? yeah. So well, it's
0: also, and I think back then, probably even, you know, for the last 20th century, you could probably blackmail somebody or, you know, yeah. do all this. that's essentially like legal blackmail. Right? Yeah. Like, so do you know, like even back then in 1914, way back
1: when you weren't mm-hmm. around then, right? Yeah, no. no well, <laughs> if, if I was, I couldn't could <laughs> give you my beauty secrets. <laughs> <to> <laughs> you
2: were
0: know? I mean, playing with the uh, the, old the old hoop and the stick, you know. You <laughs> taste <laughs> that on the Titanic? Yeah. Oh my gosh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, something like on the Queen that. <laughs> Mary? Actually, yeah. Was the
1: Queen Mary around then? I think, no? I,
0: think no? I think I think Titanic and Queen Mary were around oh. the same time. This is stupid. This is we don't need to know. 1914 is when the Titanic sank. Sorry
1: to all the Queen Mary lovers out there on Long Beach. I was playing canasta with. With glorious swans. There you go. <laughs> Ooh, uh, go on. So, how did these how did these things work in 1914? Back in the day, I mean, there were a variety
2: of ways they would do it. In some, when the Pike, which was the big like what amusement park, I guess mm-hmm. you call yeah. it, down along like mm-hmm. the beach and everything, there would be a there would actually be they called them I think actually bathhouses. They were like Turkish bathhouses. Oh, wow. They were like like steam rooms, or but they were more for like health and wellness purposes. Sure. They weren't for like mm-hmm. you know sex hookups or anything. Yeah, yeah. Like the Term we think of today, and sometimes in the dressing rooms or in changing rooms, in these locations, um, these these undercover um, people that were employed by the city, they would drill holes in the wall what? to try to peek at people who were changing their clothes, and just by looking at them or spying, essentially spying on them. The cops would do that, yeah. Or these people who were hired by the city of Long Beach, yeah. Oh, they they'd have, have decoys, extra. They have oh, hired
0: decoys. wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That is. <laughs> I yeah. mean, yeah, that wow. There's
2: even one example I think of somebody in somebody's house they went into what? I think it was their attic and they like they drilled a hole in the ceiling to spy down on this person to see what they were doing in their bedroom. And really oh I mean,
0: girl, you know, get you know, a hobby. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah.
1: yeah. That so in that their hobby. yeah, <laughs> and in that in that time, and the article article goes into it. We'll drop it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, during that summer in 1914, 31 men were arrested by the Long Beach Police Department. Oh my god! Um, and their names were even published in the LA Times. 28 of them pled wow. guilty. Like it's just, I mean, talk about. One committed suicide. I mean, yes. One, yeah. Like, oh my yeah, god! One committed At suicide. least one
2: person killed himself because of because of that. But Jesus yeah. Christ.
1: You so know? this continued so, on like since 1914, yeah. all the way up until one case. Almost like nearly a hundred years. Almost a hundred years
0: well more than a hundred years. I mean nineteen fourteen and twenty sixteen. So yeah, yeah. I mean, ironically,
2: and these are just the you know, the documented cases from nineteen fourteen. I mean, could have been before then, but the right. case we're referring the case we're referring to, the arrest in that case did take place, I believe, in twenty fourteen. So gotcha.
0: Literally exactly a hundred 100 years.
2: Year, wow. exactly years.
1: So before we jump to 2014, I yeah. mean, just think about that. Cause I think you hit up a yeah. point earlier of how like nobody was ever like a hundred years between 1914 decades. to 2014, yeah. where you think about all the things that happen in society and yes. long beach police and the city were all involved. Right.
0: And lives and, ruined. Yeah. You know, it was, you're on a sex offender registry. When, it, when you're on a sex offender registry, your housing, yeah. Is fucked up. You can't live within certain feet of a school, within yeah. certain feet of a certain other public buildings and whatnot. You have to tell everybody in your neighborhood that you are moving in or whatever. Yeah. J- jobs, it yeah. becomes almost impossible to yeah. like get hired for these things. Yeah. And to even
1: think just about, like, I mean, to fill, fill up your point earlier of, like, how this was a huge scheme for, about making money, right? Making and profiting off gay men's lives. Yeah. And it, just exploiting them, right? Yeah. To the point that their lives are completely ruined. Absolutely. And there's, there's also, apart
2: from the money scheme of it, you know, whenever there was a conviction in these cases, mm. they could then use that data yeah to say oh you know if somebody's running for office or the police can use it for data or the there's yeah. how yeah. so many convictions we've had now you don't know what those convictions are right. but they would use that data to say oh we've had this many convictions we're doing something so exactly so they this was all this was all orchestrated this was not any just thing this random haphazard somebody yeah. fell down and bumped their head. This was you know this 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 ran deep and it ran for a long I mean well hundred years and years. Yeah. I think one of the ways and maybe we'll I'm jumping ahead of myself, but one of the ways they got away with this, mm. in essence, is in all these cases and in all these arrests, they always, and Halim Danadina in the interview pointed this out, they would always use these bugs words in terms of in the 2016 case. In that arrest, they made reference because the restroom was in, is that a Recreation Park? I think it was a park? Recreation Park, yeah. Which is a, it's Across the street from Wilson High School, Mm -hmm. they made reference to the school Mm -hmm. made reference to students Even though when the arrest took place, nothing was happening with students or kids So the judge is like, why are you bringing this homophobia? You know, it's this old you know, yeah. bring out the old antiquated gay matter pedophiles, gay yeah. matter. You know, which and, still happens today. Yeah. Still
0: happens. Oh, the still whole used. the conversation That's now nationwide is all about oh, they're grooming kids. Yeah. Right. This is this is
2: so these are one of the tactics yeah. they would use to get away with this is using these shouldn't have sex. I mean, they knew the public buzzwords to say. Right. Yeah. So that if you were not aware of the facts, yeah, it's yeah. hard to push back. Yeah. But if you knew the facts, you could just you know just kind of tear them apart yeah. and if, no, this isn't accurate.
1: Okay, so then fast forward, what happened in 2014?
2: So, Rory Maroney um, was in Recreation Park, as he's mentioned to me in, in different interviews. He, I think he was looking, doing some job searching on his computer or whatnot, and was parked in his car. And he, I think he saw some unmarked police cars. I'm not sure if they were SUVs or. Uh, you know, regular vehicles or whatnot, but mm-hmm. saw some kind of gathered around there. And he, so we already saw that there was like a, a presence there. Um, and he went into the bathroom and I think shortly after he came in, undercover decoy, I'm blanking his name, Raymond. His name is mentioned in the article. Mm-hmm. Raymond Arcana. Which R- Rory didn't know that he was an undercover no, no, decoy I, at the time. I have no right. idea. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Raymond just did the, followed the template, followed the script in terms of, he started cruising him.
1: You know? mm, yeah.
2: And I think anybody, any guy, whether you're gay or not gay, goes into a bathroom. We know that heterosexual men, when you go into a bathroom, you go in, eyes forward, do your business throughout. <laughs> right. There is no communicating of any sort. I no, don't care yeah. if you if your long lost brother from forty years ago is next to you, it's not gonna be like Bill. Yeah. you are in and you are out. Right. I mean yeah. that's just the way it is. And just yeah. to be
1: clear for our straight audience, like cruising still happens. I yeah. don't wanna like give away the cruising spots in Long Beach. No <laughs> I don't, like say that, that, but anyway. like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it still happens
0: in
2: Long
1: Beach. Oh yeah, cruising sure. has it a yeah. long, long uh history in yeah. gay culture. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, yeah. It's nothing new,
2: absolutely. Right. So the undercover, you know, decoy came in there and I forget how long. Rory said the kind of whole episodes lasted, but it was just kind of, you know, back and forth. You know, Arcala made eye contact with him, you know, raising the eye, flirting with him. He was cruising him. Mm-hmm. He was flirting with him. And it was obvious to Rory that he was flirting with him. Yeah. And the way that particular bathroom was designed was the stalls were low enough that if you were standing in a stall, you could see people next to you. Wow. They didn't like come like above your head. Sure. So you could... You could see and whatnot.
1: Yeah. And these and are the bathrooms, like... Recreation Park, right uh, like off between 7th. Yes, yeah.
0: yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Again, part of the police strategy is when they would stand at the urinal, they would tuck their hands underneath their shirt in such a way with their thumbs looped into their belt to make it look like they were touching themselves. No. But they were. So That's they, their
0: way of being like, we didn't... Well,
2: well, it's just their way of not doing it, but But they knew the cruising techniques. They knew what to do. I mean, they knew they had read the cruising handbook. (laughs) I mean, they
0: had read the cruising handbook. They knew what they've to been do. doing it for. They got a lot of practice. A hundred years, yeah, like. yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah.
1: right. I'd imagine it wasn't the same person, but I mean, unless I mean, no, I mean, it's
2: handed down, daddies. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah I who guess. knows? So it just kind of you know the back and forth, flirty and stuff, and eventually yeah. when you know Rory thought this person was uh, you know interested in him, wanted to wanted to hook up, you sure. know, was making the eye contact, like looking at his crotch. I mean, Rory's like, okay, so. Um, you know, Rory exposed himself to the guy. And mm. the second he exposed himself, the guy just like brushed by him and walked out. Wow. And Rory said, he was like, what the fuck was that about? He,
1: what just, Yeah, I was thought, he, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
2: he's like, and then he, then he's like, I gotta get out of here. He knew something was wrong, something was oh, up. Shit. And when he went outside, they like, you know, one of them took him, slammed him against the wall and said, you're under arrest. <sighs> oh my fucking God. And boom, like there, and so it was just, you know, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. And he, he was targeted. I mean, this is, these are decoys. You know, no. the, the the, yeah. the, the, police get very uptight, yeah. you know, when they're doing stories and these, they wouldn't call them decoys. They were decoys. Yeah. You know, yeah. What else do you call them? They, they went in there because <laughs> yeah. they, they had to go to the bathroom. You were in there and in all these instances, the police initiate the behavior. Yeah. yeah. They initiate the flirting. So yeah. those are decoys. I mean, yeah. let's just be real gentlemen. Right. This is, you know, this, the police just, you know, try to discount that, what they were doing. But
1: right. So Rory is booked for indecent exposure and lewd conduct that night in Mm. October 2014. But out of all of the cases that this has happened for, like we talked about, like 100 years, right? This one is now different. Why is it different? So what makes this case different is that for decades, at least
2: 20 years, defense attorneys who were handling clients in Long Beach for similar type arrests Mm. would go to court and they would... They these are preliminary hearings. They haven't mm-hmm. even gone to the trial. Preliminary hearings early on, early on, they would want to do. Uh, they would make motions for discovery, mm. wanting the police to turn over arrest records because these attorneys knew that this was another example of a false arrest with the mm. police yeah. targeting gays. Yeah, but they needed to have the evidence to show it. So where's that evidence? Ask the police to turn over the arrest records because okay. they felt that there were going to be no examples of any kind of arrests of heterosexual couples. But all these arrests of gay right. couples, in essence, that's called selective enforcement, discriminatory enforcement. Okay. And so, and every instance, judges would refuse that. Really? So in essence, I think in the interview, mm-hmm. uh, Halim Danadina said that they were kneecapped. You know, before they could get anywhere, the judge is like, nope, can't do discovery. Oh my gosh. So, <sighs> their, so their case falls apart. They, they can't get the evidence. It's like, oh, it just falls apart. Jesus like, they, Christ. Can, they, they can't go anywhere. So... So uh, the, the people
0: fought this before, clearly, but every judge they, they has had been fought like, it for no, years. no discovery.
2: I think I have to take a step. There was a, another judge previous to Danadina who did allow discovery. Mm. I forget how early it was before Danadina, but the case didn't get to the point to the judge ruling. So there was one judge who did allow it, but all these other judges deny the, the order. They wanted an order for discovery, as they call it. Yeah. They couldn't get it. So they're like, so Danadina allowed it and wow. in, in the interview he told me he said you know um unless we see the evidence we're not going to know so show us the evidence wow. he wanted to see it mm. uh, in, in in the interview he mentions that uh, when Bruce Nickerson uh who is since deceased was was called the toilet attorney and he loved the term he was a civil rights attorney <laughs> he handled a lot of these good <laughs> conduct cases and had some yeah. you know he got a, he had went before the California Supreme Court and had some winnings he was some amazing legal work in these cases yeah stephanie lofton was the other attorney in the case halim danidina said when they came into court that day yeah. you know the, f- the first day mm-hmm. and they made a motion for discovery he said his initial thought was what the heck this is like a simple misdemeanor case can't we like resolve this right mm. but then when he looked at nickerson's asking for the discovery yeah it was super detailed he's like there might be something here. He knew mm, this like is bigger than just it. some simple it's not misdemeanor. It. There's more to this. So Rory
1: was, was choosing to fight this.
2: Yeah, well, his attorney's like, let's fight this. And Rory's like, yeah, he didn't want to just pay the fine and be whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, Dan and Dana said, give us the discovery.
1: Yeah. And Could, the police go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say because not only, I mean, just to for folks to understand, right? Yeah. Like, so the city prosecutor at the time when this happened is was Doug Doug Halbert, who is still the city prosecutor yes. as yeah. of this recording. Yeah. Um, so he charged Rory with one count of indecent exposure, which would have meant that if he was found guilty, he would have had to register on California's sex offender list for the rest of his life. Right? Correct. Yeah. So I mean yes. the incentive here to fight it, right? Yeah. Right.
2: Well, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And keep mind these are misdemeanors right Is Isn't felonies this is a misdemeanor that would give you lifetime registration the of sex offender
1: list right so um so yeah yeah what so this, so here we are <laughs> here we are right in this preliminary <laughs> hearing you mentioned bruce and stephanie rory's um uh attorneys mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. choosing to uh to fight this ask mm-hmm. for the discovery mm-hmm. so what happens then
2: so you know dan approves it says you know rules in their favor I think the police or prosecutor may have pushed. The police may have pushed back. Yeah. He's like, no, but I think they got five years of records. They went back five years. Wow, because they they wanted they you know they wanted a big scope to, yeah. Look, yeah. to look at everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the, the police th- gave them those records. Well, when the judge orders you they, to give them, I mean, if it's
0: discovery, you have to. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I know because I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I literally only know this because I watched the Ryan Murphy O.J. Simpson like <laughs> <laughs> <a> TV show. <laughs> And that's how I learned about discovery. What discovery is? So that's yeah, so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's more than channel. No, no, yeah, no. Yes, okay. yeah. Got it. <laughs> it's More it's than a more yeah. than Who's the, the dumb one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know two things. Oh lord.
1: So they get five. Sorry. So they get the five years, right? They got
2: five years, right? Because the, the one of the things the police were saying in terms of what them doing these arrests were that there were all these public complaints about this. They were serving the public good. You know, these are, you know, dangerous situations protecting the public. So they wanted the discovery. And so they got all the discovery. And mm. in that discovery, there was no evidence of any complaints from the public at all regarding gay men having sex in public facilities. Yeah. Not one example. Whoa. Zero. And then he was like, oh, this is interesting. So he's like, we're <laughs> going to proceed that. So then they kind of kept, you know, proceeding um with the preliminary hearing and such, and they got yeah. to the point and I'm blanking the term of this um where each side presents their evidence to see if they're going to go forward to the trial so they had they had a preliminary hearing yeah after the discovery where each side was calling witnesses mm-hmm. and the you know, prosecutor called the arresting detective called other detectives who had done lewd conduct stings um. Stephanie and Bruce on the defense side. Mm. They actually called somebody who was an expert on, on cruising behavior. Oh, and in fact, wow. he had actually written, like, a paper about the stages of cruising, how there's, like, the oh. safety zone and all these things. And he was I showing... I would love to get that call. I was... <laughs> <laughs> and you want was me? Yeah. yeah. What he was doing was showing what the police were doing, how this yeah, wasn't... Yeah. How this was orchestrated and how That's it was all badass, planned. Actually. Yeah. And yeah. I was in court for a couple of those public hearings and... I remember just listening to the conversations going back and forth between the witness and the, you know, prosecutor and the defense attorney. And I just and I was and I was watching the judge and I was like, oh man, how's he? And he was sitting there intently listening. He wasn't mm. distracted. He wasn't because I yeah. mean this is kind of gonna like make or break the case, right. whether they're gonna proceed or right. gonna throw it out, or it's like, yeah. nope, we're gonna go forward. And he was intently listening, and I'm like, this is interesting. Mm. And thus
0: far, every judge has been like, not even getting discovered. It didn't even get that far, it didn't even get that far. And yeah. so it
2: was it was interesting watching this. And so that co- there were a couple of days of those hearings that went on. And the last day of the hearing, Rory, I can't remember if Rory's attorneys asked him to testify, or if he offered to testify. But point is, he testified. And Bruce Nickerson had said that he never had had a client before in one of these cases ever testified. Mm. They just, you know, would use witnesses or whatever evidence they had, but Rory testified. And you know, he explained what happened, you know, how just the whole kind of scenario. And I forget if it was like the next day or two days later or whatever, the judge issued his ruling. And I went there, you know, to to listen to it. And you know, I got this like gut feeling this might work kind of well because he was sitting there listening Mm. and he started to read his ruling from the bench. And when a judge reads the ruling from the bench, it's it's pretty significant because yeah, they yeah. want, you know, it on their and you to hear what they're gonna say. And I thought, this is gonna be really, really bad, or mm. it's gonna be really, really it's gonna only go one of two ways. Right. Yeah, you know.
1: And just to give some context before you get there, you know, one of the things that Rory points out is that during that preliminary hearing you're talking about, Bruce and Stephanie, his lawyers, made two points, right? Which I think just I wanna to recap to emphasize the weight of what he's deciding, which is one. That Long Beach police for years had discriminated against gay men by targeting yeah. them for arrest and lewd conduct decoy sting operations, but never pursued similar tactics with heterosexual people. Mm-hmm. So, which you pointed out, right? Right. And then second, that police officers made a false arrest. So, I think, I mean, that's stuff that they were able to pull out of that five years worth of discovery records, right?
2: Correct. They, that discovery proved what they suspected. Yeah. Mm. You know, they had the suspicions, the evidence confirmed it to them. Yeah. Um and I guess it's just called a preliminary hearing. You have discovery, then you have your preliminary hearing before the hearing. Yeah. So um So what did Judge Danadina do? So when he was reading his ruling, you know, there, the the ruling first has I think the call it like statement of facts where it's like here's the facts, here's the people. It's very, just the facts. It doesn't lean one way or the other. Mm. And once he got past that, then he started reading. And I remember one of, early on in his his ruling, it said something to the effect of that, you know, I find that this uh, Long Beach Police Department did discriminate against gay men. And I was like, wow. Whoa. But then he kept going. Mm. And he kept going. And the more he read, the more blistering it was against the police department. I mean, it was just... You know, he was saying that they acted with malicious intent, you know, they acted with animus toward gay men. I mean, just, they were calling gay men, you know, bringing up pedophilia. I was like, I mean, sitting there listening to this, it really, it really was historic. It just had never happened before. And for, you know, decades, people have been complaining, this is happening. And no, it's not. And just all this, you know, diversionary tactics. And he was like, nope. And I remember I was, you know, of course, sitting in the gallery Hmm. And the prosecutor, they were in front of me. Uh And the detective, Arcala, who was the decoy, they were both sitting there at the desk, and Arcala had his glasses... You know how some guys, they put the... wear the glasses on, on like, the back of their head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. He had his glasses on, like, the back of his head. And the more the judge read the more visibly angry they became they and, wow. the, he yeah. and the prosecutor she was putting stuff in her bag putting notes in her bag he took his glasses off of his head and the judges kept reading and reading. i mean it was just it was really historic the and i fucking, was like
0: the hubris of these people these prosecutors I was just like well, i mean fun- they've gotten away with it for so long it's like yeah
2: and he i mean he it was amazing yeah. and after he read his ruling, I mean, I'm sitting there as a reporter. I mean, I'm, I'm a gay man sitting there listening. It's like, oh, my God. But I'm also there as a reporter doing a job. Mm-hmm. And shortly after he read his ruling, I mean, Stephanie and Bruce and Rory are all excited and whatnot. And the prosecutor and the detective, um, you know, got up and left. And so I'm like, I got to go follow them. I got to get a quote. <laughs> I, I got to go get a comment. <laughs> and there was another reporter in the room oh, man. Um, from the LA Times who he's kind of hung out there. And I'm like... I gotta get them for a comment. Yeah. And yeah. so I followed after them and I had my, you know, phone phone recorder yeah. you know, turned on. And I just and I'm blanking the prosecutors. It wasn't Doug Hauber, was not the one who tried the case. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um another prosecutor. I, I forget who who she was and what her name was. But I followed him out the door and they tried to first go in the escalator uh, on the elevator. Yeah. And I stood there talking to them. And I was gonna go in the elevator and it wouldn't come. Oh my god. They went down the escalator and I just kept following. I was like, so uh, Mr. Arcala, what do you think? He said that you were homophobic and what's your comment? Oh I get- my God. I went down <laughs> what the other- <laughs> two- oh <my laughs> this- their ass. We yeah, were on the third their or ass. fourth yeah. floor or so we went down at least two or three floors of I escalators. I kept just following <laughs> <Love that>. walking <laughs> out. <down. laughs> <laughs> I, I went out the front door. I went I guess now we're in oh now we're through the public space. you their
0: Uber.
1: You're, <laughs> you're eating dinner with yeah, them. I, I, can't, I, just I can't wait to watch in. this whole scene of the HBO drama. I know, miniseries. <laughs> oh my God. I, mean, I,
2: I thought, should I stop? And I'm like, no, just keep no. going. Just keep going. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm invested <laughs> in this. I'm like, no, Philip, keep and going! No, no. <laughs> I'm like, if, if they say something, I'm like, just keep going, keep going. And I just kept going. And eventually when they got out onto the street, I mean, out in front of the courthouse yeah, in that yeah. area, yeah. they kept walking and I thought, okay, i Okay, I've been walking the whole like time they're three, not saying anything to you. No, nothing. Not, not a word. any comment you have, and do you have any comment? If mean, they said this, what's your response? Then what do you think? Yeah, I mean, oh peppering yeah. with those questions that yeah. like you see on TV, and right? I'm like, yeah. So they didn't, and I was like, "All right, well, I tried." Yeah. So then I went back upstairs and they had to talk to Stephanie and to Rory, and they were elated, and Rory, I think he was even crying. Sure. I mean, it was, it was amazing. I mean, his yeah. life was. It yeah, was just it was, was huge. It was really um, the prosecutor did not appeal the ruling. Yeah. Because um, they knew they
1: like. They knew. Well, yeah.
2: it was, and that's one of the things that Dan Adina says in the interview. He said, they didn't appeal my ruling. You know, if there was some like, you know, Miss Ecos, they didn't appeal my ruling at all. Yeah. So it was really, I mean, it was, it was really, it, it was historic. I mean, it mm-hmm. was a historic moment, Long Beach history, Long Beach K history. Sure. And it was just like, you know, and then I got, you know, I got, I got a copy of, of the ruling. I still have a copy of the newest yeah. copies. But, and then you, you look back at. The rationale, the legal rationale he gave in his ruling. Yeah. And it's like, no one thought of this. Yeah. No one let it, you know, in the very...
1: No one even got it there. in the infancy,
2: yeah, yeah. It was killed in its infancy. Can't get the discovery,
1: your case yeah. just falls apart. And so, yeah, it was... And I think there's some part of his ruling that is so damning, too, that, like, I just so, you know... The like whole thing mentioned. is damning to Yeah! The yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. He said, like, the judge literally says in his... Um, And his ruling that the presence and tactics of the decoy officers actually caused the crimes to occur. Yeah. Yeah, Which is, like, you know, I think there's a lot to be said about, you know, how police engage in criminal activity constantly, all the time, right, throughout history— and it's not included in any kind of public discourse or conversation around crime and criminality. We focus on poor people. We p- focus on black and brown people. Mm-hmm. We focus on, you know, queer people and try and just to dehumanize, right. you know, people who we just think are just like not worth, you know, we want to devalue
0: in society, which cops is like. Are, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We uh, never turn an eye to cops and it's, it's like, oftentimes we, you know, when the, the news is reported, it's like police say, you right. know, all that stuff. Of like. Right,
1: Judge uh, Dan Adina, I said, Says and determines that, you know, this, um, he declares that the Long Beach Police Department is hostile toward and intentionally targets gay men in those operations. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, holy crap, yeah. a judge saying that it. about yeah. the Long Beach Police
0: Department, right? Uh, and that, the, that honestly, like, <sighs> that judge had to be... But that's a risky thing to say. Oh, baby, he ain't done. Yeah, so no, I know. I'm, says, not, no. so he I'm also just saying, says, like, you know. Yeah, so he also has scathing remarks
1: for the city prosecutor's office in handling the case, yeah. saying that the only way it could justify the police tactics and move forward in the rhetoric of homophobia that seeks to portray homosexual men as sexual deviants and pedophiles, right? I mean, just to, like, right. it's
0: it's so... Oh, my God. It's damning. And it's also a thing of, like, it's, like... Yeah, you know, a judge putting out a ruling like that—that that puts you on the shit list. I'm sure. They yeah, had to. Right. Like uh, cops, the relationship between judges and police and is so like close knit. Yeah. Like in general, and in and, and just just uh, they tee each other up for shit. Yeah. You know? And I it's not him, the way it should work, but that's the way it does work oftentimes. I
2: asked him about that in the university. Did you get any kind of pushback or hear yeah. anything? He said to be honest, he goes, "I didn't hear anything. I didn't get really? anything." Now, other legal sources, sources that I have. Yeah told me that, you know, people within PD and prosecutors were just, well, they were livid. Yeah. And, you know, that's just them saying that, I guess, you know, if you've been doing this behavior 30, 40, 50, 60 years and Mm. someone calls you out on it. I mean, even I think what's revealing about this as well is that after the ruling Mm. and Mm. still to this day. Right. What are we talking, that was 16, we're in 22, Five, is that six years later, give mm-hmm. or take?
1: Sure, something like that. Yeah. The, <laughs> oh yeah, your math, I forgot. Yeah, I know, I yeah. don't do it. The yeah.
2: prosecutor has never publicly apologized for no. any of the behavior that, no. that he engaged in, not only in this case, but in cases previous to it, mm-hmm. never has publicly apologized at all. I just recently, during his election, reached out to him for comment for the story that I was working on, mm-hmm. and he texted me and said, I, I won't talk to you on the record. Wow, which was interesting. Like you go talk to me off the record. What do you want to say? Wow. But I said, why do you want to talk off the record? And he didn't respond to anything. And the police department still to this day has not apologized for any of that. You know. But remember, this is
1: this is all April twenty sixteen, right? So we had who was our mayor at the time? Do you know who our mayor at the time was? Good old Robert Garcia. Robert Garcia, right? (laughs) What was Robert Garcia's statement on this?
2: He actually didn't release a public statement. Um, There was no (laughs) press release sent out. There was no (laughs) No. nothing. I think for the story, I I. Called him and he gave me a comment. Oh, okay. But you, you would think for a gay-friendly Long Beach, the city—I yeah. mean, maybe would, it would have been a huge deal. You would think so. Hey, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> he no. was taking a picture with Chief Luno when he got the call. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he was like, Ooh. "I mean, and to expand that scope?" No one on city council after this ruling. Yeah, mm-hmm. no one on city council, and some of those council folks are still there. Some of yeah. them are running for office right now, as we speak. Yeah, nobody asked any questions. Like, wait, how did this happen? What's going on? Right. There, it was kind of, it was, it was silent from city council. So, yeah. you know, nobody got in trouble. Nobody was Not brought decided. before the council. Nobody asked Chief Luna to explain. Nothing happened. And Nothing. they just treated it like it didn't exist.
1: I mean, clearly they stopped doing this, right? Because they're like, oh. Well, bad. I mean, <laughs> there it took them. Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, that's what it amounted to,
0: right? No, no exactly. Well, I'm not sure if there was
1: even a slap, was that? I don't right,
0: sure yeah. think
2: anybody even got a slap on the wrist.
0: I guess we'll have to think of a new tactic. I'm sure it was, <laughs> hey, right, right. Hey, bro, don't, hey, bro, don't do not do that. The yeah. uh,
2: The department, the police department did change their training manual in terms of how to deal with. Lewd conduct arrest. I think it like it took him like I think a year from the ruling to <laughs> okay. to update that. Oh my god! Um, and I think the city prosecutor put an extra level of. Where i like, like I guess if somebody instigated or whatever. Well, no, I think in, in terms of prosecuting okay. these cases, I think Halbert put in something that hey, if you come across a case that would involve prosecuting lewd conduct, it has to be approved by a supervisor or something oh. like that, but. I'm thinking, wouldn't supervisors look at cases beforehand anyway? I mean, they, mm. isn't are that part of not? their job? Yeah, are they not doing yeah. that? They, yeah. They do so so to this day, nobody, you know, no, there was no... Yeah.
0: No paid vacation even. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no paid vacation, no nothing. And, just,
2: and so I, I think in some ways, experts have said that, you know, the police target, a, a lot of men that are involved in this kind of cruising, you know, are on the down low are mm, uh, mm-hmm. don't you know maybe in the closet still right. so mm. the police are also targeting a very specific type of victim mm-hmm. right meaning the type of victim who's not going to generally fight back right. right so it's kind of Stephanie Lofton had mentioned that there's an expression of these kind of arrests they're called bag of
0: fag. Oh boy. And that's used mm, in law cool. enforcement
2: circles called bag of fag. Yeah, yeah. Of course it
0: was. So, yeah. Of course it was. They weren't nice about it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So only we can call each other faggots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? God. God. Yeah. yeah. I I
1: Sometimes. like to reclaim the I oh uh, yeah he I reclaim does. the word. I mean, yeah. you <laughs>
0: reclaim all sorts of words, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, okay. So
1: and uh, what I think you know, just following up on that. I mean, and moving on. So. Um, Judge Denadina never retired, you know, not too long ago. Correct. And you know, what, what did he have to say when
0: he sat down with to interview? Yeah, I'm assuming he had a lot more shit to say afterwards. (laughs) That he (laughs) he could not say. Yeah,
2: well, it was a phone interview. We didn't sit down face to face. It it was was a phoner, but I mean, everything was on the record Uh, with him. Everything was on the record. He didn't hold back on anything. Everything in the story is, is what he said. And when I, Asked him about, uh, told him about, you know, I was in the courtroom when you read the ruling. Yeah. I mean, he explicitly said that he knew he couldn't talk to the media or say anything. Yeah. And he said that this was my only public statement I knew I could make. And so that's why he read it, to make sure that everything was on the record. Wow. Hopefully would address any questions people would have had about why this, it was all right there. So that's purposefully why he did that, so that people knew his rationale behind why he came to the legal conclusion that he did.
1: Yeah. I'm kinda tripping out on just like, trying to imagine being him, like, in that moment. Like, you know, this is your one shot. One to, like, spot to be in. Yeah, and like, to know that it's gonna have this huge impact. I and mean, I think about, and like you mentioned, right? The fact that like, Rory was the one person who had like, the privilege, the agency, the ability to fight back, right? When mm-hmm. so many other men who just were never able to do that. Yeah. Right? Well, he took,
2: uh, think rory rory took a chance yeah oh 100 I mean, there were yeah. family I, i'm not you know going on risk privilege aspect i mean maybe with the attorneys he had but stephanie and bruce had had other clients previously who just you mm-hmm. know right. didn't want to fight or whatnot yeah right. i mean rory had pushback from family and friends and and no whatnot in, in terms of stuff so i mean it was a risk for him to to do that i mean right. he got a lot of pushback mm-hmm. um from people in terms of you know his part of his private life became
1: right became Very public. public. But, yeah, um, I, and I mean and also Wasn't in, he, in my experience yeah. too of just doing, you know, abolition organizing, like anytime you're going up against the police and that whole institution, like the that whole institution it's scary. You
0: a lot that you're yeah. putting Yeah, well, There's there. a lot, you know, famously murdering people in cold blood <laughs> or, and not <laughs> suffering any consequences yeah. because of it.
2: Well you know it's funny uh, thinking of going up against the police it makes me think previous to this case, because I was at the press telegram when this uh when this ruling happened in uh-huh. twenty sixteen Previous to 2016, I had tried to do stories about these lewd conduct arrests because, again, different yeah. legal sources had told me, and I had filed—I forget how many times, various times—public records requests wow. with the police department, yeah. asking for arrest records or police narratives, because I was—I look- was looking for the pattern. Yeah. These. Lawyers were telling me about. Yeah. Mm. The police department refused my requests all the time. They of course, they, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they, they know what the fuck <laughs> yeah. they're doing. And the most interesting, not most interesting, but another little fun kind of part to it is I forget the year. maybe been pre twenty fourteen. There was a PIO from the police department, a public information officer. <laughs> yeah, okay. Public yeah. information, like got gotcha, a, gotcha. a PR person. Yeah. Had called me because it was coming up around Pride time, and um, actually this. PIO is um, identified <laughs> as being gay.
0: Okay. okay. Uh, w- we got a gay yeah. cop, all right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we did it. That, so <laughs> let me we call, let me call this about. gay reporter right now. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I think that might have been it. And yeah. Hey, yeah. I think he was
2: coming around, around uh, Long Beach Pride times like, hey, I kind of wanted to do this story about, you know, you shouldn't be cruising in public bathrooms. It's illegal, no. da 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 da. No. <laughs> what?
0: That's his angle?
2: <laughs> and I was kind of, I said, oh, interesting. I said, By the, I said, yeah, that sounds interesting. I said, hey, could you get me? And I asked these public records. I kind of thought, okay, let me, oh, yeah, sure, <laughs> no problem. Let, yeah, let me look yeah, for yeah. those. Never heard back from him. Like a week later, a story appeared in the paper written by another reporter who essentially just towed the police line. Like, this is illegal. This is wrong. And I was like, I called him back. And I was like, hey, um, first of all, if you're going to pitch the same story to another reporter and you and I had talked about it. You yeah. should be telling me that, not yeah. going behind my back. I mean, you can do that, but it's kind of shady.
0: Yeah. Um, the police shady? What? I know, surprised, surprised, <laughs> I I yeah, I know. Surprise! you can't see it, but my jaw's been like open <laughs> for about like, five minutes right now.
1: Um, but I think that's such an interesting point because, like, there's so. I mean, even the LA Times recently has been accused of this of just literally copy paste. Yeah, police. Um. In uh, essence, what the reporter did releases. was just
2: kind of toe the line with what the police. Yeah. Said. Yeah. And I when know. I looked
1: at the story, and it's funny. Other people
2: have found that story, like, years later, and they're like, look at this story. And I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, it's not you. But it was funny in that story. There was no legal people. They didn't, the, right, the, the reporter didn't do the... the propaganda. The, the research, like, hey, you didn't have a legal person. You didn't mm. talk to... Sp- and you didn't talk to any legal, you just told them to like Okay, oh,
0: I'll write a fluff piece about why you shouldn't fuck in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want me to, to... say <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say
1: that. Okay? I did.
0: Sorry, that's my dog. That's the voice I use for my dog,
2: <laughs> so I had been trying to do this kind of story, but like the lawyers, I just kept getting, you know, me kept not getting these documents. Yeah, yeah. These documents and as a journalist, you know, that raises a flag like... Yeah. Mm, they're hiding yeah. Hell like, yeah. Because they fucking know. Something. Remember I mean, that
0: day you're there a was... a journalist with integrity. Come on now. Yeah. There okay. was like some um, some legal thing came out from the state of California, I want to say in like 2019, 2020, where like a bunch of like police documents had to be made public or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then every department in california started just shredding papers like crazy <laughs> oh, there was a deadline you had yeah. to release them at yeah. like a certain point to yeah, yeah. shred them like, yeah, and yeah it was a whole fucking thing we'll, dude. we'll drop the links in the show notes oh my god it's like yeah <laughs> they fucking know what they're doing is shady so i want to like
1: i i mean this is this is a that's a wild story but i yeah, think i want to go is. back to what you mentioned cuz i think rory actually says this in in the piece that uh, we're going to link in the show notes to is that you know this idea of like you know, Robert Robert Luna, who was the police chief at the time, Doug Halbert, the city prosecutor, the mayor, like no one ever apologized, right? No one ever, you know, to everyone who was victimized by the Long Beach Police Department. Um, and he has this line in there that I love. Pride was built, quote, Pride was built in response to this stark realization that we would have to stand with each other because the powers that be had no interest in protecting us. And mm-hmm. that, like... Blows my mind to think about how much, like, you know, Long Beach Police... Um, March and Long Beach yeah. Pride, mm-hmm. how much like their presence is there. I mean, even when Rory was Grand Marshal one year for yeah. Long Beach Pride, like there was a whole fit yeah that there people was people through people in law enforcement yeah. and politically right. connected to them yeah. through because like how dare somebody like Rory be a Grand Marshal? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: They were he was the only Grand Marshal they were upset about that year. It was just him. Yeah. Um, how convenient. He pointed out the thing we were doing was
0: wrong. Yeah. I think it's just it's
2: It's really important to, I don't know if we've said it a bunch of times already, but say it again. Yeah, exactly. Nobody long beach has this reputation of being, you know, gay friendly and it gets, and again, some of these, Mm -hmm. some of these aspects are true and are accurate, but when it comes to the public policy, when it comes to the behavior and this, you know, extremely, you know, odious and hideous and and menacing, there's three good adjectives, I hope um, (laughs) (laughs) for, for this episode of our history, nobody apologized mm-hmm. nobody took responsibility right and coupled with that nobody from the city held them accountable yeah nobody in the city so you have this kind of one-two punch of not only didn't they take any responsibility right. nobody from the city said yeah what's going on why did you not one person I think it's important to remember that fact yeah when We see various people within the city claiming to be allies or friends of the community. Here is a perfect textbook 101 case to stand up and defend us in the face of enormous oppression. Yeah. They were silent and did nothing. Yeah. I think in in, in that interview, gives an example of this case being, I forget what he says, a perfect example of how the laws are used to oppress a minority. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, he's... He said because he he'd been a judge for years. He was a prosecutor, yeah. I think, for 14 years before becoming a judge. Um, and when he was a judge, he handled like death penalty cases. Sure, he saw a lot of huge it. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and this, keep in mind, is a misdemeanor case. Right, and he's saying this one misdemeanor was the best example he saw in his career of. Maybe you found yeah, it. Yeah, I did find his you you found so, it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So he's uh, the um, Judge Denadina, retired Judge Denadina says, Retired, sorry. The, um The Rory Moroni case is the clearest example of a case that I have handled as a judge that involved how society can let a minority group down by allowing unequal treatment to occur of that community by law enforcement.
0: Jeez.
2: I mean, thinking of all the cases he saw and ruled on, Yeah. this misdemeanor. What I mean stood out yeah. to him like
0: it's a clear wow. line. It's a clear line I mean, of the police are not your fucking friends.
1: And and I think it. I mean, even he, listening to that quote and and hearing you talk, Philip. I think about like you have to at some point question like the role that police play in our society. And also I think how so much, especially in queer communities, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender communities, we've taken care of ourselves, right? We're the ones who show up for each other, mm-hmm. who protect each other. And I think that is like, you know, the bigger picture of like, when we're as a community able to take care of each other, we re- we get rid of our reliance yeah. on policing, on prisons, on all of these such punitive practices that historically has as the judge points out, have treated minority groups, marginalized groups, just mm-hmm. thrown to the wayside well,
0: it, as disposable. It, when you talk about a hundred years of a practice being put into place that every year, maybe 30 or so people's lives are ruined. Yeah. Like permanently ruined. Yeah. And that's something that happened for over, like, 100 years inside of a police department that we know of. Like, yeah. that clearly illustrates that, like, that's not one bad cop. Right. That's a bunch of bad cops yeah. in a meeting yeah. going, let's bag a fag. Like, that's – you you'd have to fire every fucking single one of them <laughs> and start over, which, like, yeah. I mean, that you know, like, it's just – it's so apparent to me that yeah. that's what these police are doing. I think
2: it's something else that Dan and Dina mentioned in the story – I think at, at the very end, and this is something that again publicly hasn't been discussed, but certainly mm. um Denadina says it's you know, what kind of retribution uh, what kind of restitution is there for all these people that were convicted? Mm-hmm. And he said all those cases should be re examined. They should all be reopened yeah. and mm. looked at. Yes. Hubbard should reopen all those cases yeah. and re examine them.
0: But who has the resources if you were one of those people that to go back and demand that they be re examined, you know? Like
2: I guess it was mentioned there in the story. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, it should happen. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying it's, that it's if, somebody if,
2: getting it's, it's somebody bringing that yeah bringing that forward and just saying, hey, you right. should do this. Right. I mean, definitely. Somebody asking Doug Howard, why aren't you doing this? Yeah. I mean, if you're yeah. concerned about, you know, miscarriages of justice, yeah. and if you're really a friend of the community, mm-hmm. more than just riding in a pride parade and, and waving saying happy pride, yeah. here's a here's a clear example of how you can do something to to write Yeah. Away.
1: Yeah. I want to I want to read—that was such a good point. I want to read his quote, um, identity, his quote. Um, so many good quotes. Yeah, I know. And he, so here he says, you know, I'm sure there's a certain degree of political calculation that's involved in all of this. I thought that I had read somewhere that the police announced that they were no longer going to be conducting those things. Maybe, as far as they were concerned, they resolved the issue in their mind. But then that does not raise the prospect of the countless individuals who have been arrested and convicted and became registered sex offenders— as a result of those practices over the years, there probably should be some sort of redress for them having those cases reopened or doing something. Yeah. So if it would be great. Yeah. yeah, so if you are in a position of power, listen to this cuz we know you listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> Here is a <one> very <laughs>
0: tangible thing to do. For real. And yeah. it's also like a thing of like yeah, if they if they do see it and they saw the re- the ruling as like a thing, "Oh no, we messed up." Not even on their minds. <laughs> they don't go they're not their reaction is not, "Oh no, we messed up." Their reaction is like, oh, oh, sorry. We, we oh, we don't get to do this anymore." <laughs> Yeah, there goes the bag dinner. of fag leaderboard that dinner, we had on the wall, you know, like, yeah. that's what it is. It's not remorse. It's, oh, oh, you're getting all these rules now. Uh, like, that's what it is. Well, you know, this has been a wild story. I, I
1: think this is a case forever. Like, and I think, you know, a lesson for us that we take care of each other. So if you're not yeah. already, you know, we need more queer organizing in Long Beach. Yeah. Um, queers, uh, uh, um, uh, queers. Oh my God! <laughs> what is the group? Queers calls? obliterating white supremacy. Thank you. The Join. group you're in but I am <laughs> yeah, not I in. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to my comrades. <laughs> Queers obliterating white supremacy. There's so many queer groups in um, Long Beach that you can get involved in from mm-hmm. just building community, yeah. mutual aid groups. Like we'll drop some links in our show notes as well yeah. because. It starts with us building community mm-hmm. and starting to, like, be able to protect ourselves and organize and fight back against
0: this. Yeah. The, the police are not your fucking friends. They're not <laughs> your fucking friends. And the other part I want to point out is just that, like, you talk about how none of the city council did anything and no, nobody else, like went to the police and said, or even mentioned it, they just acted like it didn't exist. It's like, yeah, yeah how are the city council people elected? Most of them have the backing of the POA, right? The yeah. Police Officers Association. Yeah. And you cannot get elected in most cities without yeah. that backing. Yeah. So all this shit's interconnected. Yeah. All of it's interconnected.
2: But I think the one thing to keep in mind, I think Long Beach politics has shown this, mm. um, and some of you know my reporting on issues has as well, when people stand up, when people actually voice their concerns, yeah. mm-hmm. change happens. Like, I mean, sure. mm-hmm. I think there are, are people on city council that are ethically fluid. Sure.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> ain't that the fucking way to put it? Oh, my gosh. That's, a, that's <laughs> my new Twitter. Ethically
1: fluid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is... Oh. That mm-hmm. is... That's a, I'm wow. Gonna this man's a you, writer. <laughs> this man's a
0: writer over here. Oh, that's so, good.
2: You know, I think if people... Are concerned about that? Want that done? Yeah, ask for it. I mean, hell yeah, man! It's a know, start. I mean, that's that's a fucking I mean, start. The, the, people always forget, you know, Long Beach is in, in its charter. The city council has all the power. Mm, yeah. they mm-hmm. control the purse strings, right? Yeah, yep. I mean, city manager kind of runs this. You know, right. we know the mayor is kind of like like a figurehead or a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. City council. That's where all the and people I think kind of forget that. And in terms yeah. of, you
0: know, I think so we, someone should do a whole episode on the city structure. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, I think we can say a lot about how different systems work against the queer community, and that would be good community. Yeah, sure. But at at the same time, kind of coupled with that is that you have to work through those systems to get the change. You have to work. You know, the court system was awful to gay people, and still is in many ways. But it got, you know, Danadina threw this case out. There are other wonderful examples of the system. Working for us. We have to still work in organizing. We call that inside
1: outside strategy. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I think it's fair to say you need to do both. You need to do both. Because dual strategy for some folks, we don't have a hundred years. Yeah. So like wait, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like and it's also like it takes uh, justice shouldn't depend on the noble lawyers of like a judge that comes along and decides to do the right thing. Mm, like that's, mm. the, that, that's kind of a fucked up threat. Well, if you just wait, <laughs> we're going to get a good guy in there one day. You know, it has to come from both angles. I think yeah. it has to come from inside. You said inside, outside. I think that works. I want to say and I just
1: appreciate because I think to your point, I appreciate the way you kind of like wrap that up to the point that like we have as people, we have a lot of power to demand and change and actually organize and demand of our elected officials to do that. And I just think that like I really appreciate and want to just share gratitude for you writing all of these stories right, and gonna putting gonna this cry. out there because, I mean, it's just, it's. I'm also thinking about like how, you know, how little coverage the story had. I mean, yeah. we just went through um an election for, you know, for city prosecutor yeah. and there was a lot of people who had no idea about the story that I would talk to, no right? idea. which just blew my mind.
0: You see Doug Halper's name on a gay bar, like literally, <laughs> like the signs and shit. People don't know. People do not know. Yeah. It's funny,
2: everything you mentioned with this kind of connection of, you know, queer organizing and doing these various things, you know, that really is why I started doing, uh, gay, I guess called gay. Gay news. Being a gay, yeah, yeah <laughs> gay, <laughs> <and> <laughs> gay news. Yeah. Or I started covering yeah. gay topics. Sure. I, as, as a press telegram, you know, my first few years there, I was just doing, you know, news and features and I yeah. was assigned yeah. to do. But as I began to see Long Beach, I didn't realize how big of a gay community Long Beach had. And I mm. started seeing different things and learning. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and, and the paper wasn't covering it. There's a thousand reasons for that, but I wasn't covering it. Yeah. yeah. And eventually I would do you know, a story here and do a feature story there. And then I kind of thought, nobody's covering this stuff. Right. Yeah. This stuff should be covered. Right. And, you know, there's Dodgers reporters and pop music critics. <laughs> you can have your own niche. And I thought, I can actually cover this yeah. stuff. Mm. And, mm. and I, I would have to tell you, though, for like a blink of an eye or maybe three blinks, I thought, God, then I'm going to be the gay reporter doing the gay stuff and... I'm like, but no one's doing Somebody's it. Somebody's gotta right. say stuff. And so yeah, I just like, okay, yeah. we're gonna do these stories because nobody's doing it. And yeah. so it just kind of was like, these are I mean, these are great stories. This is all really what journalism is about in shedding light on these topics and mm-hmm. nobody else and look for in, in a lot of cases, the mm. heterosexual reporters from doing these, they don't care about these stories. Right. No, I'm sure. not gonna kind of hit all sugar different. Put, yeah. yeah. You know, they just it's not every day of my life as a gay person in the beginning of my career, I was around straight stories all the time. Sure. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason why a heterosexual person can't cover a gay Occasionally. story. Occasionally. You know, I mean, is this, just, yeah. this, 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 so I've seen it enough for enough years to just be like, they just don't care. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if yeah. you wanted to cover it, you'd be doing it. I mm-hmm. mean, these are some great stories. Yeah. This is a great story about police abuse. Legal abuse. I mean, all these, it's, it mm-hmm. hits every it's, topic. It, it's
0: intersectional, too, when we well, talk about yeah, like course, how, like, a lot of the folks that were originally arrested, a lot right. of them were brown and queer. Like, that's what it was. A lot of Latino gay men yeah. were being arrested in these, yeah.
2: in these things. Anyway, <sighs> well, just to full circle on that so you can cut that also. If you
1: want. So. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Philip, sure. for coming yes. and joining us. This thank is, you. Whew! This is, I need to go In yell on the street or something. Yeah, I gotta go,
0: <laughs> I gotta go burn down a police precinct. I mean, vote? I gotta go, I gotta go vote? Some, no. I gotta <laughs> see a person about some bricks to throw. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my gosh. All right, we ready? Yeah. Oh, should I read the uh Oh, yeah. Emails? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... You know, I
1: we appreciate all of y'all who have been uh, following us. We our our count of subscribers and followers has been growing on yes. socials, and some of y'all have been leaving reviews. I know such nice, so... nice
0: people. If you on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you you know yeah. get your podcast, you can leave a review. But I'm going to read a couple off of here. This yes, one's please. from uh, Mommy of Future Press. Love. love. It's a five star review. It says love the podcast. These guys are hilarious. It's the laugh for me. But what's refreshing (laughs) is the realness. They should do a show about gentrification because I'm sick of this ish. Mm. But the weed show is major because it's so true, which is Mm. a wonderful thing to say. I think that's a wonderful thing. Yeah. All right, next one here we got podcast grandma um, says (laughs) what the people need. This podcast is a great look behind the scenes of the Long Beach political scene. I learned so much from just the first episode. I can't wait to listen to. more, Aww. I feel like every city needs a podcast like this. That's also a lot of people have told me that I've every heard that city one. needs right. a podcast like right. this. Um, to do the homework, we are so often are unwilling to do exactly. That's why I, I am the dumb guy on the show. <laughs> I don't have to do any of the research, <laughs> making the connections between past behaviors and current politics through facts. <gasps> LBT's man is what we all need.
1: oh it's y'all, very sweet. So yeah, y'all are that's great.
0: Super nice words, amazing words. I uh,
1: I love getting stopped on Broadway at the
0: bars and being yeah, like, "You're yeah,
1: the yeah. guy of the podcast, right?" Yeah, 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 <laughs> That's fun. They they're not me- you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was knee deep in an orgy they're and like, somebody was like, "Oh, were you my of man?
1: I think they just hear my laugh in the bar and they're like, "That's the guy." There he is. <laughs> <That's> the <guy." laughs> There is. That's all they know. It's like sonar. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Echo location. We love yeah, it.
0: We love location. it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, Philip, for being on our episode. You're here. welcome. Thanks for the invite. Yeah. You can, again. Oh, we'll, we'll do, we'll do it. it oh, yeah. We'll yeah. make it happen. We'll make it happen. We got more to get You're to. telling yeah. me there's more <laughs> cheese man. There's more <laughs> gossip to be Mas had. Day two stopping. You can follow us at LBTs Man on Instagram and Long Beach Cheese Man on Twitter if you have any questions, comments, or follow-ups yourself. You can message us at those socials or at LB Cheeseme at gmail. We are reading emails these days We do We're doing it Long Beach Seism is brought to you in collaboration with Forth.org A home for Long Beach grassroots art and media If you're interested in supporting watchdog journalism y más You can donate to Forth via Patreon at patreon.com slash f-o-r-t-h-e-l-b-c I've been Daniel Spear. And I am James Wazo. Stay queer and hate cops. Bye. Whee! Oh, we're
1: on Grindr too. Oh, we're on Grinder. Yeah, us. you can yeah. follow us on Grinder. Yeah. I forgot to mention that earlier.
0: Bye. <laughs> <laughs>